Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Vertical Momentum where we talk to the thought leaders and game changers of the world. Today we got an amazing guest, somebody that I consider a friend and a mentor. But first of all, I want to thank our sponsors. It's another podcast that I've been on multiple times and all three of the gentlemen have been on my podcast at least once. The podcast is called Double B Creates, my friend Kevin Beck's group, and they're truly amazing. It's a great podcast where you can have fun, but also it's very important. So check out DoubleBCreates.com. My brother is a new friend of mine, friends for a while, and he's one of the mentors. If I have questions on podcasting, I go to Mr. Phil Better. How are you, brother? I am doing excellent, Richard. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Um, I'm just looking forward to uh, being a thought leader. I never thought I would be a thought leader in my days, but here we are, right? Well, you're heading to be the podcast mogul, so of course you got to be a thought leader. There we go, yeah. So, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your background, where you're from. All right. So the story of Phil Better, pretty much. Um, I am a 35-year-old, 36-year-old now. Wow. Wow, you're an old man. (laughs) I'm an old man in my back. Like you would think, like when I was younger, I was like 36, man, that's so old. And now I'm 36. I'm like, I'm so young. Back in the day. Back in the day, you know. Um, But yeah, so at 36, I just, 35, actually, I decided, hey, you know what? I don't like this nine to five grind. So I decided to start following my passion, which has been podcasting. I've been podcasting since at least 2017, my first show, uh, The Feel Better Show, done over 100 episodes. That's currently on hiatus, but actually it's coming back uh, this Saturday with a live show, the first one in over a year. So very excited for that. But I launched a second one where I've interviewed over, I think we're, I'm close to 50 entrepreneurs, CEOs, um, millionaires on the Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur podcast, uh, which is going strong. Second season's launching actually tomorrow with an amazing guest who uh, took, a, uh, her name is Anne-Marie Cummings. She's an amazing Canadian that used to work in tech and sell like high valued technical products and services to big businesses, like some of the major banks here in Canada and she set herself a goal that in one year her her main earning will become from real estate and in less than a year she was able to flip from doing tech working the nine to five grind to pretty much living her life the way she wants by flipping houses and teaching people how to do that change now so this season is packed full of great interviews that i'm just so excited to uh share with the world well, you're, you know, your show is one of the top five that I do not miss any episodes. Um, when I'm doing my cardio, whenever I'm out and about, I always check out your shows because I'm, I'm, I'm always learning something. And like I said, I'm new to podcasting, even though we have 250 episodes now. Um, so now is podcasting as big in Canada as it is in the U.S.? I would say yes and no. It's uh, it's slowly making its market in Canada, like I think a lot of people listen to podcasting in Canada, but a lot of people don't haven't started their podcast. Like in the States, you guys had, uh, I feel like there's been like two booms in podcasting recently. You had the original boom 
uh, way back when, when like serial kind of popped off with their like do murder mystery doc series. And then when Joe Rogan signed that huge deal um, with Spotify to become an exclusive on Spotify, I feel that's where it really hit the rest of the world. Um, for me, because I, I was listening to podcasts already when Serial came out, I was like, okay, yeah, I can do this. If somebody can do it on a documentary on murderers, I can seriously take care of movies and that. So that's when I started my first show after listening to uh, Kevin Smith for years. He's one of my idols. Um, and thank you very much for saying one of my shows is in your top five. That's a huge honor for me. I never really thought I would ever hit the top, top five of anybody's, but you're uh, an amazing podcaster. And pod I feel podcasting, you're always learning. Either you're learning from your guest or you're learning to make your podcast even better. So no matter when you start, you're always a pod, like you're always learning in podcasting. No one's a perfectionist in podcasting. Anybody claims to be a perfect podcaster is probably lying to you because uh, no one's a perfect podcaster because there's always places to improve. Yep. Now, I don't, like you said, I don't know where this is going to go. This is just two friends having a cup of coffee. Talking I love it. I have actually, I'm drinking coffee funny enough right now. <laughs> See, there you Already in the mood, man. You know, now, you know, a lot of people say, oh, now, I was I was going to start my podcast, but I got to have the right camera. I got to have the right. I got to have somebody producing for me. I got to have an editor. And I, I call BS on that. Mm -hmm. I think if Gary V can start out in one of his videos where he's at a garage sale on his iPhone, hit like 15 million views. I think that anybody should be able to start. And the best thing, best time to start was yesterday. And the second best time to start is today. What are oh, your yeah. thoughts on starting podcasting? Starting podcast is super easy. Like you're, we're recording right now on Anchor. Anchor is the best place to for anybody who wants to start. If you you're questioning about, oh, I don't have the equipment, I don't have this, you know, Anchor goes with your phone. Now, I'm as a quote unquote professional podcaster. I'm not a. I don't use Anchor because it's it's not for me because I have I pay for my subscription. It's a business I run. But if you're just starting out and want to test the waters. Anchor, you, all you really need is your headphones, your phone, and Anchor. Boom, you're ready to podcast and you can go. Just get your first couple episodes out. Anchor will handle all the really hard stuff. When I started, I had to write an RSS feed. Okay, I had to create my own RSS feed to host. So like nowadays, like you have Anchor, you have Lisbon, you have Podcast.co, Static FM. Like you, the, the places to start for podcasting, you have so many options. So just start with Anchor. Use your phone. Your phone comes with a headset. Boom. You're ready to go. Don't do intros. Don't do outros. Just get used to talking. And once you're used to talking, upload it, share it with some friends, get that feedback. Like, don't worry if someone says, oh, that's it's horrible, the sound quality. Don't worry about that yet. Just get into the groove of creating your podcast. Once you're there and you're seeing some positivity, and you want to go to the next level, then you start looking, okay, what equipment is should I buy? What's this? What's like, what are the next steps? Like first, just get used to podcasting. Cause if you try and take on everything on podcasting, you're going to fail. Do it in incremental steps. Like my, one of my first clients, uh, I, I was like, look, you want a podcast? He's like, yes. I'm like, you have a USB mic? He's like, yeah, I do zoom calls all the time. I'm like, good. You're set. Just start a zoom call with yourself hit record and talk and then send me the file. I'll do the rest. We got seven 
maybe 10 episodes done. And he's like, all right, I'm ready to launch. I'm like, yeah, cool. You're, you're set up on my end. You do your thing. And because he's a thought leader in finance, right? He wrote a book called Money Grows on Trees, where he teaches you how to plant your own money tree. And so together we're working on helping more people learn how to plant their money tree. And he goes, he's like, dude, I just came back from my studio where he does his films for uh, for cert for his uh, side hustle, right? His his uh, money grows on tree stuff, and he's like, they had this Rodecaster Pro, they had this whole like great setup for their podcast. I'm like, what the hell? Why didn't you tell me this before? I'm like, look, if I told you that you had to spend about two thousand dollars to start, even if you had the money, you would be questioning the investment right away because you don't know the joy of podcasting. And he's like, you're right. I'm like, look, this is all you really need to podcast. Like I said, it was a, mi a simple USB microphone and Zoom and you're good. Zoom will handle all the rest. Don't don't think about it. Now he's downloaded Audacity. He's like becoming what I was when I first started. He's like super excited. He's messaging me. Oh, I just got another one in the can sending it to you. He sends it to me. I handle all the real the real hard stuff that takes time like podcasting is easy it's the editing it's the social media that's where all the real work is doing a recording like this this is the best part this is what i really enjoy about podcasting is connecting so we're slow i'm slowly helping him get there like each client is different level of tech uh, and knowledge based on this but i, I i'm having fun i'm actually uh, just finishing up a book on how for business owners entrepreneurs like seven steps get you get you ready to podcast in like less than 30 days. Like it's, it's super simple to podcast and yeah, I'm getting that done. It's off to the editor right now. And uh, I'm looking forward to so much moving forward, learning from him and learning from my other clients. See, that's awesome. Now, like the reason why I use it, being a blind person, it's so much easier mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, to do everything being almost blind. It's a lot easier to read to do just audio and you know some people you know they're like wait a minute so i don't have to wear pants i'm like no pants are optional you don't have to worry about it when you're on my show and you know everything i do is live so it's kind of i all the ums that all that stays in there so people feel like they're actually listening to a real conversation because that's what it is and it's not it's not scripted you know there's oh, yeah. a lot of podcasts that you go on and they're scripted and you know that you don't really know each other because they're just asking questions that they ask everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I f fully feel uh, agree with you. Like some interview podcasts, they, they're trying to go after like the talk show or the Dan Rathers. Like I'm going to be the Dan Rathers or the Diane Sawyers or the Barbers, Barber Walters or like this. And those podcasts, yeah, that's great. If you're already that person or if you're a journalist that already does that stuff, that will work because you already have the tools necessary to get that pull, pull those answers out of your guest. And so it seems more natural and it seems like, oh, yeah, OK, this is cool. But like what you're doing right now, Richard, is the what I, I call the Joe Rogan. It's the Joe Rogan uh, style of interviewing where you know you have a few select questions that you or topics you want to touch on and you keep that off to the side, but you let the guest control the whole podcast. And if we ever go off a tangent, you're like, maybe that's not what we want to deal with. You're able to bring them back and connect it. And it's, it's, a, 
it's it's an amazing thing when you have those simple conversations with people like you're I'm like like for me I'm not teaching anybody I'm like sharing my knowledge with you in this conversation style I don't know where it's going to go I know I wanted to talk about my podcast my get my uh, clients podcast on my book now that we're I've got that that off in the first like 11 minutes I'm ready to see where this podcast goes yeah because like my shows are never about me it's always about the guests and um it's always about building relationships you know like our relationship is just starting today who knows where the relationship is going to go in the future but i think if you build relationships with the people you have on your shows it you're everything it just seems to blow up and more people want to be on your show when they know it's not just one and done and there's no relationship whatsoever so how do you build what because now I want this to be a, a teaching thing for. Oh yeah. No. So what are some of the? How do you build relationships after the podcast episode? So the way I usually do it is um, whenever. So for my podcast, I do batch uh, interviews because uh, I have a day job and it keeps me quite busy. So I I said like this week is actually my sec for my third season. I'm in the process of recording. So as of five p.m. I've done my day job. I then go into podcast mode. That's where I'm interviewing my guests and all that. And because I don't have the time to do uh, back and forth links because of my, uh, oh, I'm free this day or I'm free that day. I, I set up a calendarly link. It's just a scheduler. They pick their times. I have three podcasts uh, recording a day pretty much. So it gives me, I have an hour between, so I have time to rest. But also what that allows me to do is keep them in a what's called a workflow so it sends them an email about an hour after we're done saying hey i want to thank you so much for being on the show uh is there anything else you wanted that we missed out on that you would like to talk about and we can set up a second interview so that shows them like one yeah it's automated and it, it's a little impersonal but for someone who's like, oh, I forgot to talk about this. I have that opportunity. I can book a second session with Phil. And I usually add them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. I follow them and I interact with their trans, uh, their, their, their content. So they feel validated. Like I'm not just using them. I'm actually trying to bring them more value. It's like a Canadian thing, I think. Canadians love just giving value and helping people out. So like in the course of it, of the conversation, like we've been friends on Facebook for quite a while. We, I think we connected with Don, through Donnie, um, yep. who was my first guest on my podcast. And Donnie's this amazing guy, Donnie Bobin. If you haven't listened to his podcast or you don't know who he is, I, I'm pretty sure you promote him more than I do, but he's a great guy. And because we connect, I've connected with a lot of great people from the way he explained networking on my show. So he's like, bring value. And like, as a Canadian, that's all I know how to do is bring value and help people. So I'm like, okay, that's good. So I can, I, I'm like, it takes me two seconds to like a picture on Instagram, but to someone else that could be like, oh my God, I got another like. And so for them, it's bringing them value. So I, all I look at is how can I help this person without killing myself and make them feel valuable as being a guest on my show. So, and I, it's just interacting with them saying, Hey, you know, you're, you're doing a great job. I really found this interesting. And I generally, I, I, I say it from the heart. I don't go from, you know, just like this copy paste BS because I, if I don't like the content, I'm not going to like it or I'm not going to write about it or I'm not going to leave a comment because it doesn't, touch me instead of trying to hit everybody i go after the people that i care about and the people that i actually 
have a great time talking with on their on their on my podcast or their content is really interesting and so that's all it is it's just slowly like making friends in the old school way and uh that's it like and i uh, usually i have like five minutes before the show where we talk and get get that awkwardness out that most guests have when they're coming on the podcast if it's their first time where they don't know you and we haven't really interacted that much and you just have that like five minute preamble talk and once that's done you you like everybody's like more relaxed because no one knows like if they haven't listened to your show or that they don't know what the style of interview or the style of the podcast is so when, what you do is you give them that five minutes let them know who you are are you this fun goofy guy or are you this serious man that is a man or a lady of action that only is the diane sawyers of interviews you know but i prefer conversations like you having a cup of coffee having a pint just letting them have the opportunity to tell their story and interrupt as little as possible i'm trying to get better on the interruption i'm someone who loves the sound of my own voice um if you haven't noticed i've been talking pretty much for the full of 16 minutes and cutting Richard off, but that's what we're... Hey, guys, this is Vertical Momentum Part 2 with my with my brother, Phil Better. Uh, we were talking about um, our friend Donnie Boyvin. He has a podcast called The Success Champions, and he was the first one to ever have me on his show. So, uh, D- Donnie, I love you, brother. All right, so now a lot of, as we all know, Phil, there's millions of podcasts now. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to have one. But according to some of the articles that I read, that the average podcast doesn't make it past 10 episodes. And if you make it over 100 episodes, you're in the top 1% or 2%. So why do you think that people want to start a podcast so bad, but then drop out so quick? All right. So for my personal opinion, and it's true, there's pardon me, millions of, uh, of podcasts and there's millions of shows, episodes out there, probably billions by now. But the main reason most people start podcasting is they think, oh, this is, they, they see that Joe Rogan's made of billions of dollars and all these other people have made millions of dollars podcasting, but they forget these people started their careers. If you're looking at a celebrity, they already have a built-in audience. So they're already worth money. They already provided value. But these other people like Serial and all them, the reason why they uh, they are successful is because they grind it out. They don't, people who start podcasting don't know how hard it actually is to grow a podcast. They think it's really easy, but they forget 90% of the world doesn't know how to download podcasting, don't know how to listen to your podcast. So that they find that frustrating and then they join these facebook groups that say uh podcast support or podcast promotion and they think oh this is how we do it and they just flood the the posts with their link to their podcast and like oh i'm gonna get a billion listens from this and in reality you won't and then they start they do their 10 episodes and they're like oh this is no more fun it's so much work because you have the social medias you know and they just say you know no i'm not having fun anymore i'll stop it and instead of looking at it, what I always suggest to my clients who are just starting or anybody I, I, I help, right? I say, look, focus on one social media at a time. Post on the other ones, have the, the accounts on the other ones if you want, but focus on one social media. Which social media do you find you're the best at? Like for some, it's Instagram, some are Twitter, some are Facebook, 
Some are Pinterest, some are like Reddit and all these other social media, Snapchat, all there. When you have your podcast, get on all the other social medias. You don't have to post on all those social medias. Choose one social media. Concentrate on that and your podcast. That's it. That's all. Don't try and overwhelm yourself unless you can pay other people. And I, that's what I've done. I've only worked on Facebook. I, I, have, I have the social media for my other podcasts on other social medias. But right now I'm focused on uh, just promoting my podcast on Insta, uh, on Facebook. And I've been able to get in less than 18 episodes over a thousand downloads. Now, for my previous podcast, it, it took me like months and I was able to get it over 18 episodes. That's like two months for me. So like that, that hitting those goals by that way is reassures me that, okay, what I'm doing works and I'm just going to focus on that one series so that, or one social media. So I build the following there. And once that following is strong enough to support itself that I don't really need to continue promoting it, I'll move to the next one. And then I'll move to the next one after that. It's just, you're learning as you go. And that's the best thing. Like start small, don't try and take over the world. You're not gonna be Joe Rogan overnight. You're gonna have to work to be Joe Rogan. Like the old saying, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's the same thing. A successful podcast isn't built in a day. And having produced over hundreds of episodes, I can honestly say it's a lot of work but it's well worth it because people will love your content. Now, you know, I also got to say, you know, now that I've been doing it a while, you know, I'm still, I, I still consider myself a rookie, you know, cause I, I, I think that once you think that you know it all is when you actually don't really know anything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes people, when they first start, they'll, they'll let those, those numbers kind of screw with your mind a little bit. Like, like you might have, like I, I had one time um, an eight figure entrepreneur and um, I've had him on my show and the show did crickets. Nobody mm -hmm. listened. But then I had somebody else come on and, and there was like 7,000 downloads from that one person. So it's kind of like you, you can't really gauge, you can't go after the big fish because sometimes it's, it's a smaller fish that actually uh, means more to your show than the bigger fish. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, to come to answer that question, which, uh, or actually to add on to that, not to answer the question. Um, it's, it's true. Unfortunately, some people who have that high like net worth, like the eight figure entrepreneurs and that they don't understand the podcasting world. They understand their industry really well, but they don't understand the podcasting world. Whereas when you have a smaller creator on, who is a podcaster, they and they have a relatively successful podcast and a good following. They understand how much work it is. So they'll put in that time, that effort to help you grow. And that's when you see you get those massive downloads. Like one of my episodes, I had an author for chill a children's author on. And she's she writes books for uh, kids who have different who are different. They have disabilities, either it's autism, you know, or it's a mental illness, or it's a physical deformity. And she's, and I was like, okay, she's just for me in my world of podcasting, she's small, but she has a list of like that she sent to her her fans, and now it's like the biggest episode that I had, even bigger than Donnie, who I know is like the networking champion, you know, her episode got more because she has a more dedicated fan base. Not that Donnie doesn't, but because her fan base is based on family and, you know, she's helping people similar to Donnie, 
her fans are more interactive with her. And so like they they eat up her content because she shares it with them all the time, as does Donnie. But the difference is, is she was just starting, whereas Donnie's been on probably like billions of podcasts already. So when he says he's on a podcast, his friends are his followers are like, OK, yeah, I'll listen to it. And like Donnie's number, Donnie always gets great numbers on my show. But he's in I think he's in my top five right now. He's probably second compared to this author. And it's it's amazing to see. I'm like, wow, I have this established guy who, in my view, is like he may not be an eight figure entrepreneur, but in my view, he's a very successful person. And then I had this author who, yeah, she's an author. She's had many books out and she started her own podcast as well to help more people with uh, disabilities and all that and understand it. And I'm like, wow she has a bigger audience engagement, if you will, than what I saw from Donnie. But again, I was a brand new podcast when Donnie came out, like when Donnie's episode came out. So a lot of people were like, oh, who is this person? You know, and then she she was like, oh, my God, I was on this podcast with the, who has Donnie, you know, the, the successful entrepreneurs. So it's, it gives her a bit of rub from uh, my guests and that's all it is it's just helping each other out and being engaged in everybody's content okay so now like i said you know everybody wants to have a podcast you know it seems like you know every show you go on or everything everything even on the radio go to this podcast go to that podcast so tell our listeners why they should start a podcast why they should start a podcast okay so have you ever, like, my main thing is, like, I always wanted to be on radio or television. So I started a podcast because, for me, I saw podcasting as the ultimate way to be a radio host without having to do all the real hard work. It's the shortcut, right? And if someone listens, someone listens. But for more business-oriented people, or if you're an entrepreneur, or if you're solo or freelancer, whatever you are, if you have a skill set that you can get paid for, you should be doing a podcast on it. Why? Because then that helps bring brand awareness to who you are. And as a someone who's studied marketing and branding, that's super important. This is a free commodity that you can use to grow your business without like with little to no upfront. Like if you have a cell phone and headphones, you have a podcast. Right then and there, your podcast is ready to go. So like you should be having a podcast just to help in your marketing. You can literally record. I have my client, I go, okay, look, I need two episodes a week from you. Just record them on a Saturday, make them X amount of minutes, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, send it to me. That's all I need from you. And make sure it's a topic that you're well-versed on. So he does it. He writes out some bullet points and he records, sends it to me. I listen to it. I take out the ums because he wants a bit more professional. So if you're going to start one and you want it to be professional, hire an editor or do the work yourself. Learn Audacity. Learn these tools for your benefit. And once it starts generating income, find someone on Fiverr to do your editing or do the parts that you don't enjoy. You'll quickly find out the parts you don't enjoy. I hate editing my own podcast, but I love editing other people's podcasts because I get to learn from them. My podcast, I have to listen to myself. I hate listening to myself because I'm like, oh, why did you say that? That's so cringeworthy. But when I'm listening to someone else, I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Why didn't I think of that? So one of the benefits is I, I like editing other people's podcasts, but I don't like editing my own. 
So I, I hired a, an editor. He was actually a guest on my show, uh, Brian. He's an amazing editor. He actually runs a business for editing. So like you can hire him. And so I outsourced my editing to him because I'm so lazy <laughs> and I hate hearing my voice. So I figured out editing is something I didn't love. I found someone to do it that I can pay for and he does it for me and he get, he does amazing work. Like I've listened to a couple of the second season that's coming up and his work is like far superior to my first season. Um, but he makes it sound crystal clear. He makes it, the intro's good. He finds the good snippets at the beginning to make it, you know, worthwhile to listen. And I can't thank Brian enough for being uh, my editor. He's an amazing guy. So now tell us about, cause like I said, this is gonna, this is more of a, this is gonna be a teaching podcast for mm -hmm. other, others to learn. Cause I find that the one the shows that I listen to are something that I can actually learn from. Yeah. You know, so what are the pros and cons of doing a solo show, of doing an interview show, or doing a show with a co host? So, luckily, I've done all three. <laughs> Funny enough, I, so my first show I did was a co host. It's uh, me and my buddy, DJ Overflow. We talk about movies and pop culture. One of the pros of that is it's you have someone to bounce ideas off of. It's, it's like, you know, like they bring something to the episode that you may have forgotten, just like if you're doing an interview. So th there's the, the nice creative. If you if you have a good rapport with someone, you can bounce off ideas and have fun with it. Uh, the cons with it, uh, if you guys don't set up the, uh, the teamwork necessary, it could all fall on one person to do all the work. And that's that's a lot of work to handle a podcast. So you have to make sure if you're doing a co-hosted one that you do do the roles. Like everybody has a role in the team. Doing a solo podcast um, for me is hard uh, just because it's, it's, it's more difficult just to stay on topic for a certain amount of time. Um, I, like, I, I like rambling and going off on tangents. So the pros of a solo, it's 100% ego boosting you if you're bringing value and it's not just you talking about some weird things. As long as you're bringing value to people in it, it's great. Or if you're a comedian, you know, you're telling jokes, you know, your sets and that. Uh, interview puck and the cons to that is it can get really old quickly and stale if you're doing the same thing. So you need to be able to remember to change it up. And uh, the, cos, the pros for uh, uh, interview, um, you learn constantly, as you know, uh, we both host uh, interview style podcasts and you, the knowledge you learn is so amazing because uh, you have these guests that stuff you want to learn. Like you wanted to learn how to be a better podcaster. So you reached out, We I'm coming on and I'm telling you all, all these secrets, which is great. Or versus a con is sometimes you'll get a guest that doesn't know how to podcast and they give you that one answer, like the one sentence answer. Like, so do you, did you enjoy going to the mountains? Yeah, it was fun. And it's like dead air and you're like, okay, this is going to be a lot of work. I have to really like go into Diane Sawyer and try and pull out the best type of answers or Oprah, if you will, you know, like go in and try and find, like get this guy to open up or this person to open up so that they are not a boring podcast for my audience. So you, you a lot of it is on the host, a lot of like pressures on the host to make sure your episodes are golden, you know? I love that. You know, and now I'm going to have another follow-up question to the interview. I, I personally love LinkedIn. Um, 
I'm learning so much about LinkedIn. And I, I get 80% of my guests from LinkedIn. But Damn. how do you find guests for your shows? Because, you know, sometimes, you know, even if you're just doing two or three episodes a week, you know, at the end of the year, you know, you're looking at 150 people you already interviewed. And you're like, man, I might be running out of people. So how do you find people to interview? So one is I because I listen to a lot of podcasts, I kind of cherry pick their guests. So I'm friends with a lot, like, because I've been in the game for such a long time, I'm friends with a lot of podcasters. And I listen to a lot of podcasts in my free time. Like you, like you said, when you're doing your, your exercises, doing something around the house, you know, if it's not music, it's a podcast playing. And if I find a guest that I'm interested in, I reach out to the host. Normally they're a friend of mine. I go, hey, do you mind putting, I really loved your episode with XYZ. Do you mind have, like, can I get put in touch with this person? And normally most hosts are like, yeah, sure. That's awesome. No problem. Let me reach out. So that's sometimes how I get my my guests. Um, I'm also part of a lot of podcast guest shows, uh, groups on Facebook. So I look for anybody I like on there that seems interesting and I can listen to their, they've been on other episodes. I go listen to them like, okay, yeah, they fit with my audience. So I'll reach out to them. But the main way I get my, uh, my, my guests is actually through uh, podcast websites that book guests. Um, I'm on matchmaker.com, which sounds like a dating site, but it's actually for podcasts. Um, I'm on Podit, and I get sent, uh, people see my podcast, they're like, hey, uh, you, I've listened to a few episodes, I would love to be a guest on your show. And I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. Here's my link, book yourself a time. Nor I usually read through their profile, try and get a gauge of who they are and if they all fit with my audience. But normally most guests know what audience goes specifically best with their info. And that's what they do. Now, have you ever had, a, like, for instance, I had, I was listening to, because I listened to, um, what's his name, Tom Baloo? Yeah. And um, he had a guest on, his name was Rich Davidi, and he was a, a Navy SEAL. And then I'm like, huh. I wonder if I reach out to Rich if I could have him on my show. Now, the the normal person wouldn't think that they're going to reach out to some guy that was just on a top 10 podcast in the world, and they're going to say yeah. So I reached out to Rich, and he's like, yeah, I'll come on your show. And then, like, the day before my episode goes out, which is tomorrow with him, he's on Ed Milet show. And I'm like, wow, how amazing is that, that this guy that was going to be on the top 10 podcast in the world – it came on my little show. Have you ever had somebody that you thought you were not going to come on the show actually came on the show and was a man? Yeah, um, I had two actually. So and it's for my season two. Like my like the big one was Donnie. Like I got Donnie on my show, but Donnie's the, the, this super helpful guy. So like getting Donnie on my show was like a big ego boost for me. As my first guest, like that's a huge ego boost for anybody starting a new podcast especially an interview podcast. And I just reached out. I'm like, hey, Donnie, I would love to have you on my show. He's like, yeah, just send me a calendar link. And I'm like, okay, here you go. And he, he set it up and we were golden, you know. But the biggest one was actually the CEO of a startup incubator and accelerator out of France. Now, this guy's been a digital marketer for the last, like pretty much since digital marketing existed back in the early 90s. And he, he literally had the code websites. And I reached out to him because he was on a, another podcast. Um, his name is Dom Einhorn. He 
was he's like yeah sure no problem i'm like look i know you're over in france the time difference is what days do you want to record like i was like look you already said yes to my podcast i will make this like if i have to wake up at like two o'clock in the morning to record this episode i'm going to stay up until five o'clock in the morning to make sure i'm awake for this episode and he's like, here, he's like, Saturday would be the best. I'm like, here you go. It's about 45 minutes. I know it's, I don't want to take too much of your time. And getting in the episode, he was the most humble, gracious guy. And I'm like, oh my God, these people, like, he really is this nice of a guy. And so people who bid on podcasts and guests on podcasts love being guests on other podcasts because they understand the value that you have a different audience than someone else's podcast. And that, that means they're reaching other people that they either can help or maybe they could become a client or, you know, uh, uh, work together or tell someone about them that could lead to business. So all it is, is a pod, I look at podcasting as the giant method of networking 101. Like if you can, if you podcast and you're a guest on podcasts, your job is to help find guests for that podcast that you just guested on or when you get reached, someone reaches, if the host goes, hey, I have a friend that has another podcast that's similar to mine, a bit different, would you be interested? And your job as a guest is, sure, send me the link because you never know what podcast you're gonna get on that's gonna explode and it's gonna help you. Okay, now I have, like I said, this is all for the audience because you know I'm learning and of course, you know, they're, they're learning. They're learning, yeah. Uh, now, I'm, like I said, I'm very big on LinkedIn. And, you know, now because now my podcast is the number eight rated veteran podcast in the world. That, that's amazing, man. Yeah. I, I, I can't I, I, personally, it's a big ego boost for me because you're, you're having me on your show and you, you're looking at like, no, but you have so much knowledge to share. I'm like, dude, you're number eight on the veterans podcast. Do you know how hard that is to do? Uh, but veterans, veterans are like the best. They understand networking. They're a family. Veterans are a family. Like, yes, the Air Force doesn't like the Navy and the Navy doesn't like the Air Force and, or the Armed Forces and all that. They have those, those, everybody has those little tribalism. But if you say I'm, I'm, I'm military, it doesn't matter if you're Navy. I, so, so people know I am zero military. My grandfathers were in the military. I, I was not allowed to get into military due to health reasons, but I have a huge healthy respect for the military. Regardless of the armed forces, whatever branch you are in, you're badass, period, because you've put your life on the line so that my butt could sit on my comfy couch and not have to worry about, you know, bombs falling over. Like, first world problems. I don't have to worry about a bomb falling over my head because I got I have people who are willing to put their lives on the line for me. They're badass. Like, I have, like, it goes... Military people, first responders, and doctors, pretty much, like the good doctors, all are, like, the people that should be receiving, like, massive, like, they should be getting celebrity-style treatment because they're badass in my book. I love that. You know, but now, a lot of people, you know, when they ask, like, say, like, if I'm, say, if I see you on LinkedIn and I see you have a book coming out. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two different things that i've heard people sure we do you know somebody will see that phil has a book coming out hey bro uh, i see you have a book coming out you know i have the number eight podcast in the world why don't you come on and or i would i write and say hey phil i see you have a book coming out 
I would love to have you on the show so we can talk about your mission and get your story out there. Which one would you rather, which one would you respond positively to? Both. I would say uh, if someone was like, hey, I have the eighth rated podcast uh, for veterans, would you like to come on? I'd say yes, 100%. Um, and it, I think it's a lot, you know, like if you ask somebody that, that you're, you're wanting them to come on the show to promote their book, their business, it creates more of a relationship. So, <laughs> you know, like I'll see a lot of people, they'll send like a mass email to all the podcasts and, you know, it's a, it's a canned email. Yeah. Because they've never listened to one episode of, you're, the, of what you have. So how do you go about, if you're going to email somebody or get in touch with somebody, how do you get done to ask them to come on your show? All right. So that that's a great question. And thank you very much. This th I learned this trick actually watching uh, a video by a guy named Alex Burroughs. He's on YouTube. He's like the cold email like genius. Um, and what it is, is your first email to the person is, hey, blank, then at least two to three sentences about the person's profile or something you notice that you want. Hey, I noticed you have a new book coming out. Like, so let's say it's me and I'm writing to, or you're writing to me, Richard. Okay. We'll use, hey, Phil, um, I, I was just checking out your profile on LinkedIn. I see that you're coming out with a new book. I would love to give you the opportunity to talk about your book on my show. It's number eight in the veteran ranking. And I think it there's a possibility that your book can help a lot of the people of my listeners and potentially send more people to learn more about you. If you're interested, hit me up. I'd love to talk to you. And that's it. Simple, simple like that. Now the ball is in the other person's court. You've shown, you demonstrated that if they come on their show, there's a possibility that they'll get more sales from the book or they'll get more sales, a business, oh, pardon me, business. So you're showing that your show has value to them. If you just go, Hey, you want to be on my show? You have a book. It's like, who are you? Why should I care? Now you're making me do more work. Whereas the first email, it's like, you have a book. I want you to promote your book on my show. I have the eighth ranked show for veterans. So there's, there's value there. Cause it's like, it's eighth ranked out of you're in the top 10. Like that's a huge thing. Like it's not top 100, you're top 10. So that's classy. People respect that. So there's value there. There I'm going to get inherent value because I'm going to get access to your audience. If you're eighth on iTunes chop or whatever the veterans list is, that means you have to have enough downloads, enough followers to rank up there. So you go on it. Yeah. The, the, the size may be only 10,000 and you get 1000 of those 10,000 listeners, but there's a potential for a thousand people to buy your book, which is at $7. That's $7,000 you potentially can make. I look at everything as val as a business person and a podcaster. I look at how can I gain give you value to be on my show, and all it is is pretty much hey, I you you make them feel comfortable and want to come on your show. Just give them value right off the bat. You have a book. I want you to sell your book on my show. Pretty much that simple. Or it's like hey, you're this really badass, you know, veteran. Let's say you're trying to get a veteran. Hey, you're a real badass veteran. I see that you you were in the Marines. Um, you know, I have huge respect and I bet you have a lot of lessons that people can use on for entre becoming an entrepreneur. 
So I would love to invite you on my show so that you can spread your message and tell people how they can be better uh, versions of themselves through your training. Normally, I like you have to look at their LinkedIn profile or their profile and you find something that you connect to and you build your email around that or you, you build your ask around that. You show them that you're interested. It's not just a canned, dry email that says, hey, I have a podcast. You should come on, book here. It's like, no, you're sending this to a thousand people. I don't have time for that. I value my time. Now, if you show you've put in value to the email, the guests are going to be lining up lining up and like you're finding this with linkedin when you reach out you try and start a conversation with a person before asking them to get on the show right oh sure yeah because I, I can tell you know i want to build a relationship i want to you know i'm trying to build generational relationships there you go yeah so what you do is you have if you're going to send that cold email that cold first uh linkedin message facebook lesson give value say hey, I saw this on your profile. It really resonated with me. I would love to have the opportunity to talk to you more about this topic or this so that my audience can learn from someone that I respect or like someone that I can I can connect with. Would you be interested? Now you're not demanding, you're not asking, you're showing that, look, the reason I want you on your show is because I think this is valuable and I think you should share with my audience. So again, you're, it's kind of like, look, you are valuable to me and I would love for you to be on my show. Again, you're giving them more value, but you it, inherently as a podcaster, you know that the value you're getting more value because you have this content, you have this knowledge that you get to learn from, you get to use and share to other people. And then your audience will look back and go, holy shit, I can't believe Richard got that guy. Like in like 10 years, if I am the podcast mogul, let's say, and you're like, look, I had Phil better on when before he was the podcast mogul. Make sure you listen to this episode where he shares so much great uh, ideas on how to become a better podcast mogul like him. And then people are going to come and listen and the downloads are going to go up because you have that ability to use my reputation, you know, which I, I value reputation so much in this world. Like reputation and uh, respect is something it's inherent. My parents like drilled it into me when we really young. So I'm very careful with my reputation in the business of podcasting. Yeah, podcasting is a new industry, a new world. It's slowly growing. It's just like YouTube, just like Inst uh, Instagram and all that. It's growing. But if you're if you're an honest to good guy and you want to help or girl or non-binary, I for anybody out there, like if you're a good person, you will become successful. Don't stop worrying about all the other noise and just focus on your passion. And the, if you chase money, you'll lose. But if you chase value, the money will funnel right into you. I love that. And then I want to talk about monetization in a minute. But I want to tell you a funny story because I think you'll find this interesting. Um, one of the biggest people in American politics in the, in the United States is General Petraeus. Mm -hmm. He's a four-star general. I asked him to come on my show. We start recording. And at the end, he goes, uh, everything I just told you, uh, we're, we can't record or we can't push out. And I'm like, oh, come on. That was like one of my best shows ever. <sighs> but um, I said, you know, because he was it was when Biden was starting to take over and he's gonna, he's going to possibly get a can a cabinet position. Let's so, yeah, he's <laughs> I, said, I said, you know, I get it. 
you know, I truly understand. And I appreciate you taking the time. So, of course, you know, being a respecter of him, you know, I hung up and I'm all aggravated. And my, I told my wife, she's like, do you realize that you have one of the most powerful men in the world that is going to be in your corner because you did not betray his trust? And yeah. now when you know, I'm on LinkedIn and he's actually uh, commenting on my posts. And now some of his fourths are general friends are saying, hey, can I be on your show? But if I would have put that show out there, I may have gotten a small bump in the beginning, but I would have lost all that credibility in the ending. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't have been able to build that relational capital. You know, like I had one guy, I've been trying to get him on for months. And then one of my friends I was already on said, talk to him. He said, dude, you need to get on his podcast. And the guy got back to me like, can I come on? So yeah. a lot of it's about building the relationships and other people will send other people to you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's it's already happened for me. So, Mike, uh, not it directly like your story with your four star general, which, by the way, that's come that, for me. That's like really badass because like I look at them and like they must be busy. You know, a four star general ain't got the time to talk to someone, you know, but like he took the time to sit down, talk with you. And then he's like, I'm really sorry, but we can't really use this episode. And you're like, yeah, cool. No problem. Piss you off. But then in, in the reverse, you're like, you know what? And like your wife said it's going to pay back. And now you're getting these four-star generals that are commenting on you, wanting to be on your show. You have this hard guest that you couldn't get on who was ditching, dodging you. And then all of a sudden, one of his friends gets on and they're like, what, what are you doing, man? Do you know how much fun I had on this show? Like, you should be on this show. And now he's like sheepishly coming back. He's like, hey, Richard, can I come back on your show? But what I did was I took my uh, my buddy Lloyd, who's uh, a self-made millionaire, and I was in this stock group, and Lloyd had mentioned that he he does investing. So I'm like, the, the, one of the guys in this group, he runs a podcast that helps uh, everyday people learn about the stock market. It's called the Stock Bros Podcast. Um, they're great guys, love working with them. So I'm like, you know what? I reached out to him like, hey, I got a guest for you. Um, he's really good. He's a self-made millionaire. He's doing stocks, all this. And I think it's wise that you have him on for investing. He's like, sure, put them in contact without a doubt. Now, now he is on multiple podcasts with this guy. He does live, live groups in their Facebook group that they have the stock broker group, right? Or not stock market for beginners, but it's building not only Lloyd's following, but it's also giving credibility to this other podcaster, Tony. And because Tony was so thankful for that, he sent some of his guests. I, I have an upcoming NFL, uh, former NFL cheerleader who's running a charity uh, for my season three um, about Parkinson's. So I was like, holy shit, I'm now kind of connected to the NFL. Like I never thought here, here you have this Canadian homegrown Canadian boy, right? who comes from a middle-class family is all of a sudden connected with someone who, you know, has a connection to Michael J. Fox, Muhammad Ali, whole bunch of NFL people like that. There's a connection right there. And that all it was, was simply me taking one of my guests and saying, Hey, you should be on this podcast. They're talking something in your niche. And then Tony wanting to the Tony being so grateful, like, it's hard getting a millionaire. Like you think like, because of our minds, we're not in that world dealing with millionaires. So when we hear someone's a millionaire, we're like, holy shit, they're a millionaire. You know, like, that, that's impressive. By 37, he's a millionaire. 
that's impressive. So it gives him boost. And when people listen to his audience, like his audience listens, they're like, holy shit, he got a millionaire? He must be good. And so all it is, is you're using someone else's reputation to build up yours, but you have to pay it back. You have to pay back that karma with helping other people, just helping everybody who's maybe the same level of you or a little lower than you to bring up the value, you know, because no one knows who who's valuable or what, what's the come, how do we de deal with commodity of value? Or like, what is someone's worth? You know, like, it's hard to tell. And if you go and some people will, oh, you only have like 100 people on Instagram, but the guy's getting like 10,000 downloads an episode, like, he just does the, the the podcaster may not know how to transition from getting his audience to listen to the podcast to going on to Instagram and the social media and or they may not really really care they're just like all I want to do is podcast and that's it yep and I love that now two questions and and then we'll, I'm gonna have you you're gonna be enjoying the rest of your day I get to hang out with my bride and my beautiful baby daughter today so I'm oh, gonna that's have amazing day. I'm jealous but, of you but, <laughs> yeah it's I love it. You know, it's one bit. The great thing about podcasting is you can pretty much set your own schedule if you do it right. Yep. But now um, some people like I had a problem. Now, this is something I'm sure you'll find interesting. I did like 250 episodes on my other podcast. Apple kept rejecting it, would not put it on whatsoever. And I got 250 episodes in. And, you know, that's why I started this show. And now I'm on Apple. But a lot of people think, you know, just because you start a podcast and it gets on Apple, Spotify, and then they hear crickets, you actually have to do some work mm -hmm. to get people to listen to it. So how do you go about promoting a new show? So promoting a new show is really difficult. And I'm glad you brought it up because I actually went through that with my first, this, this, uh, my show, uh, Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I had to find guests. I needed to promote it so that people would listen. And what I did was, you know, a week to two weeks before the show uh, went live, I started talking about it on my personal Facebook. I'm like, hey guys, friends and family, just let you know, I'm starting a new show where I talk with entrepreneurs and millionaires and all this so that like I can learn how to be this. And I know a lot of us wanna know how we can make money on the side with the skills we have. So I decided to put in the legwork for you and this and that. So and I just, Every once in a while, I'll just put a post about the podcast. And when it live, every single episode that went live, I gave a mini uh, show note at the beginning saying why you should listen to this episode, where they can listen to it, and thanking them to listen to it. And that's all I did. And I just focused on my main Facebook. And then when I got a bit more catalog of episodes out, I started going into podcasting groups and going, I see someone have a question about editing. I'm like, hey... I did an episode recently with an editor, Brian. He's this amazing editor. He runs a podcast just specifically about editing your podcast. This is one of his number one tips he gave me. If you're interested to hear more, let me know and I'll post the link. And so I already gave them that big value in the beginning. And then I'm just asking if you want to hear more, share, here's, let me know and I'll share my link. So from that, I did that on one day. I just posted that in three different groups. And all three groups, uh, three threads, actually said, yes, please post the link. I posted the link. I got 47 downloads on that one episode. It was all straight to that episode, which led to bigger and bigger subscriber numbers throughout the week. Like, I'm looking probably, last time I looked, I was at 50 subscribers, like, 
my podcast host was telling me 50 subscribers and how you do that is they take how many downloads you get after the first ep- uh, first 24 hours of an episode going out so you can kind of hack it by sending it to all your friends and go hey download this download this you know but it was just over time by the end of my last season which was uh, at the beginning mid february i had 50 subscribers quote unquote i don't know the real number it, it could be just people downloading and that but I'm looking that when I drop my new show, because I've had so many downloads over the since the last one, I'm still getting downloads, so I'm getting more subscribers. But they can't tell until I drop a new el- uh, episode. So tomorrow I'm dropping a new episode. It's with a, uh, um, like I said, uh, Anne Marie Cummings, who's this author who's helping people be tr- transition from a nine to five to a side hustle in like a year or something they're passionate about so that they can live their passion. So that really resonated with me because, you know, as 35 at the time, uh, my parents were in her age room and they're retired and they're like, you know, money's tight. Money's not like it was back when, you know, our grandparents retired and that like they, the house paid off, no bills, you know, great nest egg, but times are getting harder and harder as everyone knows. And so having her on my show really like opened my eyes to, oh, I can give this to my dad so my dad can listen to this and he'd be like inspired to try and do his own passion project and make some money now that he has the time because he's retired you know so i also look for guests that one i'm interested in that i think other people will be in and how i can leverage that to get more downloads that's all it is it's 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 a game of you know whose reputation is a little can help me get more downloads but at the same time bring value to the person who is lending me their reputation because when you're you're a guest on a podcast you're lending your reputation to that podcast yeah and i love that you know and i also i found that you know like now that i have you on the show i'm going to ask that you know when we hang up or whenever you get a chance if you can go and leave a comment you tell me look, this 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 is this is how easy i'm going to make your life because i i need my life a little easy if you can tell me where i have to leave a comment as a guest, like in a follow-up interview, in, a, in our messages that we have on Facebook, you go, Phil, I need you to comment on this post. Here's the link. You, you, within 30 seconds, my ass is writing like a love letter of a post, depending on what needs to be said. Um, because I think you're having, as a guest, it is an honor that you're allowing me to be talk on your platform. You're giving me your reputation as a podcaster, the eighth largest podcast in the in the military, in the veterans world. So you're giving me access to your audience, which is a huge, huge thank, like uh, offer. Like this is like people don't, uh, as a guest, like you have to realize like you're, you're not only bringing your knowledge, but you're being allowed access to talk to your host's uh, audience. And that is a huge responsibility and a huge, um, something of respect. Words are losing me. As a podcaster, you lose words all the time. It's a huge honor. It's a huge honor to have that access. So if you're asking me for something small, that's going to take like 10, 20 seconds of my day. It's not going to make the end of my world. Like it's not, you're not asking me for $50,000. So you're asking me, Hey, Phil, can you comment on this link? Can you share this link? More, more than happy to more than happy to, because one, it shows that one, I valued the time that I was on your podcast. And I think it's a worthwhile for other people to listen to. So I'm going to share it. I'm going to talk about it to other people. Um, I respect you because you are one military. So you, you're automatically 
Uh, I usually try and like most of your posts when you put it. Sometimes I'm a little busy dealing with clients and I miss it because the feed is so so crazy. But if you say, Phil, do you mind, like if any, any of my friends reach out to me, hey, Phil, do you mind promoting this? Can you do this? I will do it for my friends because, or, or podcasters or anybody, like I'll answer questions constantly in groups. I get DM'd constantly and I don't mind it because it's helping the game. This is my passion. This is my world. This is my industry. So it's helping the industry become a better industry. And if I can do my little part to help, I will. All right. So then my last questions are how do we find you how can we what how do we find your podcast how do we find your future book that's coming up how can we support your mission so i i like i said probably multiple times i am lazy as hell so i like things really easy so my website to find the podcast is is investinyourselfpod.com you go there, it brings you straight to like an anchor page or whatever on your website. And you can listen to either on iTunes, Spotify, um, all the major, uh, Apple, Google, like literally if you have a Google home, you can literally say, hey, Google, I'm not going to say it because mine's not too far, but you say, hey, blank, play, invest in yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast by Phil Better. And it should pop up and you'll hear some some amazing episodes, uh, but you also on spot, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're everywhere. Just search for investing yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast It is a mouthful or search feel better. Sometimes Apple, I think can start doing by hosts and uh, it's not feel like F E E L it's P H I L better. And you can find us there. Social media, it's investing yourself pod. Um, you can find us all there. They're kind of quiet right now because uh, we're ramping up to season two. So I'm getting everything ready for there. But uh, reach out and I'll be more than happy. And to get the book, actually, uh, send it, you can send me an email, book at feelbetterinc.com. And I'll send you the link once it's live. I love that. And I sent your uh, request on LinkedIn while we were talking. So my last question is, if you're a podcaster, and you've hit that podcast lull and you're feeling I'm about to quit, you know, cause we're in such a, like I said, such a crazy world, you know, parents are teaching homeschooling with this mm-hmm. crap. Um, you know, if you ask somebody to do something in seven days, they're never going to get to it. But if I ask somebody to take an actionable step in the next 24 hours, what can somebody do if they're ready to quit podcasting in the next 24 hours to try to ignite that fire back. The, oh, that's a good one. Like I, as you were talking, I'm like, okay, this is where the question is going. And even still, I'm like, I'm still not prepared. Um, take a day, take one day, forget about your podcast, do something again that you love. Is it cooking? Like sometimes I get so annoyed with podcasting. I literally go, okay, F this I'm done. I go and I cook. I don't need to cook, but I'll cook something. And then I, then I go, ha, huh. then I come back and I look at the problem. Is it really a problem? Oh, I don't have enough downloads. Okay, but did you start the podcast to get downloads or did you start it to learn? Go back to the reason you started the podcast. If it is anything other than value driven or education or just for fun, then you're not going to win. If you think, oh, I'm using this just to make money or I'm going to become famous, you're not going to win. You're going to burn out. You're going to lose the passion. You're going to walk away and say, this isn't for me. But if, you, if you're if you doing it for something of value, like I want to bring value to my listener's life, I want to engage people more, 
or you know you have a, a you have a desire to teach people or you want to learn because i i started the digital entrepreneur podcast to learn how to be an entrepreneur now i've learned that with all these lessons a lot of people have said damn boy you know a lot about podcasting you should monetize that and so i was like okay i'll start monetizing writing the book you know and helping produce podcasts for people that are too busy if you will to you know handle everything a podcast is because i know how much work it is i've I, i've simplified i know my techniques to get turnaround podcasts quickly uh, so my clients are satisfied but i also know that if you don't have the money to pay for something just take your time just take your time don't get overwhelmed record in batches find something that will make it easy for you and take the stress off of you and you'll see that you'll find your love again i love that guys uh you heard it from the podcast mogul mr phil vetter check out all his shows guys i want to thank our sponsor definitely check out double b creates podcast check out my episode we had a lot of fun and we actually did a three-part series where i interviewed them all and then we did an old-time wrestling shoot where we all shoot shoot on each other cracking on each other so check them out double b creates podcast guys my everything i do is for free I make zero dollars off of it, and that's by plan. The only thing I ask is you guys can subscribe, leave a comment, and share it if you got something out of this episode. Phil, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you. Um, now we've talked. I consider you a friend and a brother, and if there's anything I can ever do to help promote you, I always will. Richard, I have to say, even before I was on this podcast, I considered you a friend and brother because we – we talked a lot on uh, LinkedIn and we've connected, uh, not on LinkedIn, sorry, on Facebook and through Messenger and just through commenting on each other's posts. You, you I, It was a pleasure. I'm sorry that it took this long to get on your show, but I, I can't wait to come back if you'll have me. And I can't wait to like send you a copy of my book so that you can use it, hopefully. You know what? Uh, you mentioned that you, you were a blind podcast. I'm going to set up an audio version of it for you so that you can listen to it. And if anybody else would like a copy of that audio version, just again, send an, uh, a, uh, send an email to book at uh, feelbetterinc.com and I'll send you the, send it to you because, uh, hell, value is value, right? All right, brother. Well, thank you so much. And the only thing I'm going to ask is when we hop off, if you could just leave a quick review on Apple just so they know that I'm doing my job and I'm <laughs> providing value. Done. You can consider it already done. It's the the minute we hang up, I'm going to search for it. Uh, subscribe again because I subscribe to you on Spotify, but I'll subscribe on Apple and I'll leave you that uh, a glowing review about how fun it was. Thank you, brother. Have a blessed day. God bless you. God bless you too, brother. Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum.